everyone, welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass collection, bringing you three unique perspectives for varying skill range. I am your hardcore gamer host. I apologize, I couldn't think of something clever to introduce everyone as. But I'm your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. With me, our experienced gamer, who still can't figure it out, Keith. Hola. And of course, our wonderful resident noob, Liz. Hey guys. And this week was my pick, which is Just Cause 4. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. Because why not? Good uh, reason. Liz beat well, you to it. <laughs> but I guess the reason I wanted to pick this, I felt like the past couple weeks we've been playing such like low-key, relaxing games. And I was like, ah, I want to play something with a lot of explosions and just craziness going on. So I've been a big fan of the Just Cause series. So this is the only one I haven't played yet. So it was on Game Pass. And I was like, why not give it a try? So I figured I could force you guys into playing it with me as well. This game gave me Tourette's, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it was very frustrating at some points. All right. So Liz, why don't you start off? Was this a game or a pass for you? Personally, it's a pass, but I do see the appeal for, for different kinds of gamers. So for a lot of people, it'll be a game. For me, it's a pass. Uh, I'm actually kind of with Liz on this one. I think it's a pass for me (laughs) (laughs) so for me this is a game i really like this game but is it because you played the other ones i i don't have the nostalgia i'm gonna say yes because we'll get a little more into it but i'm gonna say yes okay but to give a quick synopsis of the game so this comes from avalanche studios which they are known from their other just cause games that they've done they've done one two three and four uh, but they're also well-known for the Mad Max game, which, have you played that, Keith? I don't know if I, I feel like I had to have, because those were, or that was an older series, like PlayStation era, wasn't it? No, point. that came out on Xbox One. That was recent. Oh. Was there all It that? was after. I thought there was an old the Mad, Mad Max. Max came out after. No, uh, maybe. But this Mad Max was came out after Fury Road, so it's a pretty new one. But I know it was on Game Pass at one point. I'll have to look, but I'm pretty sure it's still on Game Pass. But that game is really good. I absolutely loved Mad Max. If that game is on Game Pass, that's a different game for me. But anyway, so the Just Cause series is you're playing this... Well, in this game, you're an executed agent. I guess semi-spoiler alert. But you worked with an agency that normally would go around to these various fictitious South American countries and liberate them from various dictators. So this game is literally essentially the same thing well instead of a dictator it's a paramilitary group that has always been in all the other games they would always like make an appearance so this is the game where you finally take the fight to them but you play this secret agent who goes in and you're basically trying to overthrow this evil mercenary group because they're creating these devastating weather weapons that could possibly destroy the world so you obviously are trying to stop their evil plan from controlling the weather so Right off, real quick, I guess we should say, what did you guys think of the story coming in? Being completely new to the Just Cause series, what did you guys think of the story? Um, I wasn't overly, I guess, in... I don't even know how I want to say this. 
It didn't really grab my attention. I I guess I just yeah, maybe the word's I, boring. Yeah, basically, and I, may, I don't know if it was because I didn't play the other ones or not, but I don't know. By the end of the game, I was skipping cutscenes. I just did not care. I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as Keith, and for me, I mean, there are a lot of. I'm, I always think of like action movies, like because I, I love Die Hard, and the story in Die Hard isn't that spectacular, but the characters make it spectacular. And I feel like it doesn't matter if it's a movie or video games, if your plot's kind of meh, you gotta like beef it up with some good characters. And I don't think that they did that. So for me, I was kind of just like, okay, come on, come on. And um, yeah, so I'd have to agree with Keith. So and even for me, so I've played all the Just Cause series. The Just Cause series has been, you know, has a special place in my heart because a fun story. Uh, the second Just Cause 2, when that game was out, they, at the time, the one time Microsoft did an achievement competition where if you got a certain amount of achievement points, you actually got a prize. And Just Cause 2 was the game I played to get me over the top tier mark where I won a free game. It was Fusion Frenzy 2. And an Old Spice t-shirt. Whoa. I know. I still have that Old Spice t-shirt actually too. (laughs) But for me, it was like kind of like, oh man, this is the game that like really kind of cemented me really loving achievements. So I've played all the Just Cause series games. And honestly, the stories are all the same. They're kind of slightly connected, but not really. It's, hey, here's a new island. There's some sort of evil bad guy. Go overthrow him. That's literally the concept with all of the stories. They're kind of connected, as you can kind of see with this one, because the Black Hand, the organization you're fighting in this one, like makes an appearance a little bit in all the other ones. So this is supposed to be like the big final push on them. But the villain wasn't that interesting. Even your character, Rico Rodriguez, like even following him, like I just I don't care for him. So they try to delve more into his story with his father what happened to him because you always think your father's this evil guy who apparently created mass destruction weapons, but you learn more about him in this game. To me, I just, I didn't care. It was just, hey, these are bad guys, go kill them. And what I was kind of disappointed in this game is like, I remember seeing this game for the E3 trailers with the weather effects in this game. Like that was supposed to be the big bread and butter with this game is, oh, there's going to be tornadoes and hurricanes. You're going to be ziplining through and everything. But to me, the weather effects were just a means for a story hook because i barely you i felt like you were barely in any of the weather effects no i feel like if i remember the weather effects really only happen when you're doing the missions that are related to them yeah the main story missions which you don't really get to play until you kind of liberated most of the island i mostly saw them from watching you play i feel like that's like the most that i saw them yeah there was a couple times i like saw them a little bit in the distance the way I always like perceived this game was like, oh, the more destruction you kind of cause, you're going to get like the people angry and eventually they're going to get so mad at you that after throwing helicopters and tanks at you, they'll start throwing weather at you and you'll have to fight the weather to kind of get away from your like wanted level. But that never was the case. Which one big complaint that I saw online was that there wasn't enough destruction in this game. And I was kind of wondering what you thought about that because I feel like most of the people that were disappointed with this game are huge fans of the other Just Causes. So, do you think that there was enough destruction in this one? No. (laughs) (laughs) You're adamant, no. Easy answer. So, it's at first was kind of confusing me, because I was like, oh, wow, there is a good amount of destruction. I just think the destruction in this game is pretty. And because of that, it perceived to be really good destruction. But, 
in the other Just Cause games, specifically three, I recently played the third one, which I absolutely love the third one. You specifically would liberate the cities by essentially blowing them up, which is kind of counterproductive, but that's how the game played. There would be certain objects in the town that would be red, and anything that was red is destructible. And it's kind of similar in this game as well. But for the most part, whenever you went to a town, a lot of things are red. So it's basically just like, hey, cool, I'm just going to nuke everything and blow everything up. But in this one, it was very minimal. And anytime you would blow something up, like it would still just respawn later in the game and still be there. So I never really felt like I was doing that cool destruction and like decimating a town like I was in the third one. Because everything would just kind of reappear again. So I didn't really care for that. Because the way you would like liberate cities, like I said in the other one, is blow up everything. You'd have maybe like a little small mission, like a hack a panel there or something like that. But to liberate cities in Just Cause 4, you would have to do a specific story mission, which I felt like all the side quest stuff were very boring in this game. Like the liberation missions were freeing prisoners, hacking panels, and defusing bombs. Like those were like the three kind of game modes you had. And they were all very repetitive and I thought very boring. I just like blowing things up, and I felt like this game took away that. Well, quick question. Are the, um, the like, transmitting data ones, are you kind of looping those in with the hacking ones, I guess, where, like, you have to get the uh, blueprints for a vehicle or something yeah. like that? All right. You would have to basically sit in a spot and wait for the timer. But more importantly, though, my second question, what do you mean that the destruction was pretty? Can you explain that to me? Oh, wait, you didn't think it was? Because, like, I always no, thought the I, explosions no, no, no. looked I'm good. Not, I'm not saying I disagree. Okay. I want you to explain it first. Well, Keith, the definition of pretty is something that looks pleasing to the yes, eye. Yes, I know. I see. I look in the mirror every day. I get what pretty means. I <laughs> well, need you just to, told me to define it, so there you go. I need to know how you say this game was pretty. Like, explain to me what part of the destruction was pretty. Specifically, I thought the destruction actually looked really nice in this game. I thought the explosions looked cool, and I actually liked the way how things broke apart into like little shards in which you could actually still interact with those shards. There was times where I'm flying in the air and a piece of debris from a helicopter would hit me, and it actually would hit me. It wasn't like a game where it's like, oh, you know, there's a shard, but it's just cosmetic. It's not actually there. And you would like go right through it. In this game, it actually would hit you and knock you out of the air. So I actually liked the destruction in it. Okay, so I agree with you on the explosions. The explosions weren't bad. I think my issue is that the breaking apart of items, aside from a... That's not pretty, I guess. is I think it's kind of cool that you can interact with like a falling piece of a, a helicopter or something like that. But like if you blew up a tower, the way things dismantled and broke was like Xbox-level graphics. It, it, uh, I disagree uh, with that. It would just be like, oh, a tower, and it and it just kind of crumbles into four little pieces or you destroy one of those little dome things and just, it was very jagged and broken. If I was thinking cool explosion, I would have seen like small pieces. Everything was just like four big pieces. Well, okay. I'm going to at least kind of defend him a little bit with this because if they went to tiny, small pieces, I feel like the computing in this game would be crazy and like the loading would take forever. I at least like that there was something. I feel like majority of games when you blow something up, it just disappears. It does a cool explosion, and then it's just gone. But in this game, there's actually debris that you actually can interact with, throw at people, or even run into. And also, the game is already so glitchy. I feel like if they added anything more, I mean, this game would be unplayable. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. I wouldn't say glitchy. I call it 
comically janky is the way no, I describe it. No, there's sometimes where it's funny and it's cute and I've seen the videos and it's awesome and there are other times where it ruins your whole mission that you're almost done with and you're just like, F this, I'm done with this game <laughs> and you don't even want to pick it up again. If it makes, oh, I got so heated. I got so heated. I was going to play more today. Turn on the Xbox and it erased everything that I had done. Not it, everything. It erased everything you were doing in a mission. Yes, yes. That's what I meant to say. Because it was having me cover someone and then told me to get the car. And then it went back to cover. He wouldn't get in the car. There was no bad guys around. I tried hitting him. I tried everything. And it wouldn't work. And it was right at the end. And it, oh, it infuriated me. So I feel like this game already, like, just can't handle the amount of stuff, I guess. I don't know. But I think if they added any more detail. Oh, so heated. <laughs> and I, I agree. I There was a little bit, like, clipping. There is quite a bit of, like, clipping issues. Like, my character fell through the map a couple times, which I made a clip of. But, yeah, there, there was a lot of, like, like I said, I call it comically janky. Because a lot of the moments that happened in the game, I actually thought were really funny. And I think it kind of gave the game a little more character. I personally didn't run into too many bugs that were, like, game-breaking. Because even with that moment, Liz, if you just restarted the checkpoint, this game is very forgiving. It would have just set you back maybe, like, a minute or two. But it's supposed to auto-save anyway. Not in the middle of a mission. Well, then they should make it so that it doesn't do that stupid thing in a mission, then. (laughs) I don't... How am I supposed to know what to do when the game's broken? That's true. If it's broken, I turn it off, and I turn it back on, like, an hour later. Like, that's what... I feel like that's what a noob would do. That's what I did. (laughs) It's not working? Turn it off and turn it back on again. (laughs) And I also... This is kind of off topic, but, like, I started playing this game by myself, and I was angry texting Andrew. This game... I don't know what it is, but... The, like, the rage that I felt throughout most of it, but it had, like, what is it called? Inverted controls? Yes. And I was, like, trying to shoot enemies, and, like, the the down is up and the up is down. And I've never had this with a game before. And I was like, Andrew, I can't play this game. This is terrible. Like, why would they do this to me? And he's like, you can fix it, Liz. And I was like, but how? <laughs> and so just for me, like, oh, I, the gameplay in this was kind of rough. I kept it for flying. For when you use the um the grappling hook and everything, when you're shooting and you're trying to like aim up, it's the opposite. So I had to, to switch the controls. For whatever reason, yeah, defaulted for inverted for Liz when she first oh, started that is weird. with just her basic camera. Yeah, I was very confused. Because I was gonna say like I if it had done that to me, yeah, I would have been pretty upset. I'm not gonna lie. I, I mean, I like to think I would have figured it out, but I don't know. Um, I would have been annoyed with that, but I only had the inverted controls for, like, flying and stuff, which I'm used to, so that was fine. same here. Yeah, like, that was okay. Which I got used to that, but it was just, like, the regular movement, it being inverted, that I just couldn't deal with. But yeah, the flying, I I was fine. Yeah, that makes sense. No, I I do agree with you, though, is the gameplay, because is this game considered a AAA release? Because that's sort of my issue. I would say no. Because I thought it was. I would say I would say this is like a double A. Okay. Because because the studio hasn't had any like huge blockbuster hits. The Just Cause series is what they're most well known for. Mad Max was a very good game they did, but it didn't sell a bunch. So like they're not like a super huge studio. Okay. Well, that I mean I, that helps a little bit I guess. But I had I went into this game thinking it was like a triple A title, and the AI is so terrible in this game like you were talking about the rescue missions and liz alluded to it as well they're morons i i had one guy who was just standing there staring at a wall 
and this happened multiple times. <laughs> so I run back and I punch him. And then he's like, oh, okay, I'll run now. I, but he just stopped for no good reason. Or yeah, the criminals that you're covering <laughs> when, during their escape, they would separate. I'm like, how am I supposed to cover you when you're running in different directions? I was like, I hope he dies. What an idiot. Yeah, I found out by the end that I think you only need to have one of them survive. So I was like, screw you guys. If you just want to sit back there and die, I don't care about you. Go die. Just, yeah. just do it. I also like, I kind of found it confusing with knowing what to do. Because especially when I was playing by myself at first, I mean, they have like the the big icons, which typically are like the main mission, but a lot of them were far away and there's so many little things that you can do. And I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do next. And I didn't even realize that there was like fast travel and airdrops and all that. And like same with when you get um, a new ability for your grappling hook, like the balloon thing. I thought it was annoying that I had to go in and equip it and stuff. I was like, what's the point? Why can't I just have it? <laughs> so I thought it was kind of confusing. And I don't like when they make you, like, work for it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, this is a thing I will fully agree with you, Liz. Like, I do feel bad for you with this game. This game is terrible with a tutorial. It gives you, like, very minimal instructions. Because even me, who's played the Just Cause series was even confused. I was like, I'm not quite sure like what missions I'm supposed to do because I was expecting to, to liberate the cities the way I did in Just Cause 3 by blowing up everything. So I'm like kind of trying to do that. I'm like, this doesn't seem like it's working. And then come to find out, they added this weird military screen part where you are raising armies and like using the armies to assault regions to take over areas, but you can't assault the region unless you do the mission. It was just really convoluted and weird. And it was just... It was a poor choice, I think, on their part. I, I would have just loved the way you did it in Just Cause 3. Yes, I know it would have been just doing the same game again, but I honestly wouldn't mind it. I really like Just Cause 3. I enjoyed just blowing the crap out of things. Instead of trying to figure out this weird map overlay where I'm trying to manage my armies, which I thought was just a really weird mechanic. Yeah, it took me a long while to figure out, and I think I was talking to you when you explained it to me, and I actually finally figured it out, but... Once you figure it out, I guess it is kind of easy, but it just, I don't know. It just seemed tedious, I think. It was. The, the best way to kind of describe it is as you're blowing up things, cars, enemies, random debris, you're getting what's known as chaos points, which is essentially experience points. After you fill up your meter, you gain a chaos level, basically. And when you do that, you earn some armies that you can use to advance the military plane. But it was just, I don't know why they just didn't make it typical XP and let you leveled up. I don't know. I felt like they should have just got rid of the whole army system. I thought it was just really weird. They never explained the chaos system that much. Like, even beating the game, it would show, like, a man figure. And it's like, okay, I think I'm not being hunted. But then every once in a while it show times two. And it's like, okay, am I getting double points? I, I don't know what that times two means. I don't know. I just thought the whole explanation of the tutorial of this game is just really poor. Yeah, it was pretty weak in my book. So the big hook with this game, see what uh, I did there, is the grappling, the parachute, and the wingsuit. What did you guys think of like the traversal of this game as people were new to this series? I struggled with the wingsuit. The parachute I got, the grappling hook, I love the grappling hook. That was my favorite part of the game, was just like flinging myself around. The wingsuit... I just, I feel like I always went down and I would... Because it was inverted. You would forget it would be inverted. Oh, maybe. (laughs) It was, it was the only thing that I like, that I just couldn't get a grip on. And obviously that's like the fastest way to get about. 
So it took me a lot longer to get places than it should have. You literally zipped, zipped, <laughs> zipped, zipped. You normally switch to like... zip, yeah. zip, zip. <laughs> and then it I was so realize... comical watching you zip up a mountain little by little. <laughs> I didn't realize you could fling yourself while zipping. And then you taught me that. And then I forgot how to do it. <laughs> and I, you, were, you were playing it like on, on the PC and I didn't want to interrupt you. So I was like, that's okay. I can just use the grappling hook. <laughs> I so I got better at it obviously I mean like you would hope to do with any game I'm with you Liz I didn't care for the wingsuit as a general rule honestly I just called in helicopters most times and just flew to wherever I needed to go because that was the easiest way for I I found to travel but no I, I guess I started to have a little more fun with it towards the end where I started to figure out the combination of like grapple pull you know pull the parachute and you could you could bounce the the parachute and the wingsuit to actually gain height so like once i kind of figured that out as well i found it easier to travel but also travel was so slow in this game amongst just about everything else (laughs) so for me as someone who's played this series i absolutely love the whole traversal of this game so i disagree with you keith if you can master the wingsuit traversal in this game is very fast and fluid that being said, though, it is very hard to master. This is a game where, you know, it can be relatively easy to learn, but it is incredibly hard to master. Like, you can kind of learn the basics, like, oh, here's a steep mountain. I can wingsuit. I'll be safe. But to be able to actually, like, wingsuit and zip through things and keep your momentum going while you're wingsuiting, it takes a lot of skill to do. But when you do it, it is incredibly fun and very rewarding feeling. I would easily just quickly just travel across the map in just no time flat instantly go into battle as soon as i'm getting in danger just quickly zip right out but with that being said once again i think the fourth this game does a terrible job like giving you the skills to master the wingsuit it did so in the third one the third one really taught me a lot on how to use the wingsuit but this one did nothing yeah you made it look easy like i thought like when i was gonna because i was watching you play before i really started doing that stuff and I was like, oh, this looks fun. I was not good at it. I actually sometimes preferred to travel by helicopter and car, which Andrew has seen me do like racing games and stuff. I cannot drive a car in a video game to save my life. And same with like planes <laughs> it's very and stuff too. To watch. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> but this game I could actually manage quite a bit with the cars and the helicopters. And that really surprised me. So I feel like this game is really great if you're terrible with driving cars and games. It really helped me to get further and faster. Wow. See, I'm weird about that opinion. (laughs) One thing I will say, I did find once I got good with the helicopter, just or not the helicopter, but the the parachute and the wingsuit, traveling short distances, like within a mission area, I did get pretty good at moving quick through those parts between the two. But as a whole, again, traveling across the map, because it's a really big map, which is cool. It's, it's impressive, but it just slows everything down. Um, yeah, I went back to the, the flying and driving. Mostly flying, because driving was awful in this game. I I don't know if I could disagree with you more in this game, Liz. Having, <laughs> having grown up, starting with like Gran Turismo and now the Forza games, oh man, this driving was painful for me. I, I dare say worse than Crackdown. No, it wasn't worse Is than it Crackdown. Because it was like slower... Because I felt like the cars drove slower, and I think maybe that's why I could stay on the road. Oh, yeah, you're going like 180 <laughs> kilometers, which, pardon my, oh, I'll say 160 kilometers. It still felt slow, though. Right, so 160 kilometers is, what, 100 miles an hour? 
it feels like you're crawling at that speed. <laughs> and it just drove me nuts. And you you have this like crazy sports car and it can't just take this casual little bend. I'm like, what the heck? I just fly off the road every time I drive something? Screw this. Give me a helicopter. I'm out. Say, and I am directly in between both of you because I both hate and love the cars because I think the slower cars that like Liz is talking about, I thought they were terrible. I thought they handled like crap. I felt like I was constantly off the road with them, but I loved the sports cars. I thought they actually handled really well. They would hug the corners really well. They had great speed. You would mostly play with the sports car whenever you would do the action movie side quests because she would normally have you do like these crazy stunts. You'd always be driving this like fancy car. So those are the only times I generally drove a car, but 98% of the time in my game, unless I had to drive a car, I never drove a car. I just wingsuit everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I see Keith's point. It was very slow. I mean, I liked both cars. I just, the fact that I could stay on the road with either of them, I was like very impressed with myself, <laughs> but clearly it's not that great of an accomplishment. <laughs> No, because I was having a hard time staying on the road, like I said, with the slower cars, but the fast cars I was okay with. What did you guys think of the combat in this game? So a lot of it, I've noticed, there's a lot of gunplay in it, but this game also does in kind of encourage creativity. So there's kind of fun things you could do with your grappling hook of, you know, throwing your people against walls or getting a helicopter and attaching a giant ball to it and crushing people with it. There's a lot of fun things you can do with this game, but overall, what did you guys think of the combat? Eh. <laughs> It was combat. That's it. Yeah, it was. So, I was gonna, I was gonna give Liz an opportunity, but I'm gonna dive right in. Well, you were so excited when you said combat that I was like <laughs> waiting for you to go. I was trying to be polite. No, that's fine. It's fine. Um, it just it was so meh. It was. It drove me nuts that you'd get into a battle. There'd be like a billion enemies at all times. They just they'd pop out of nowhere. There was no rhyme or reason to where they were coming from. It wasn't that interesting. It was just try and blow up as much and shoot them as much as you could. I don't know. I I do understand what you're saying, Andrew. As far as the encouraging creativity, like it was cool, but in most cases it was so frantic. I didn't have time to be worrying about getting creative. I was just trying to get through the dang game. Yeah. Okay. I guess I shouldn't say encourage because there actually wasn't any reward for it. I think that would have been a nice feature in this game if you if you gave it creativity points, but it doesn't. So you shooting a guy in the head gives you the same points as flinging a guy through the air. Yeah, which I feel like watching you, it looked like a lot more fun because you would like hijack the helicopters and shoot people with the helicopters and stuff. I was mostly just on the ground and I switched guns whenever I ran out of bullets. I loved it when I had unlimited bullets. Like uh, what are they like the big standing machine guns? Or is that just what a they machine are? gun? Yeah. Yeah. Stationary gun. Yeah, those ones that had the unlimited ammo. I love those. But that's how I kind of figured out like the different different weapons and what I liked. But I have this horrible habit. And Andrew points out every time I play a game, if I am frantically shooting somebody, I always aim at the groin area. <laughs> always. So funny. And I kept oh my seeing myself do that. And I mean, if I'm just shooting like one person, like I, I can aim. Okay. But like... <laughs> If you there's blast a ton of enemies, yeah, only hitting them in the groin. And it's like, and obviously it takes more bullets that way. But can I say too, Andrew pointed out that there are so many women enemies. I felt like everyone I was shooting had yes. a female voice. And it's like, 
someone pissed at their wife and they're like, we're just going to shoot women. <laughs> like, I, you never see that with a game, that it's all women. Yeah, you knew they were trying to kind of include women in this game. But I felt like, I felt like they included them in the worst way. Because I always felt like, yeah, I was hearing women scream. And I don't know if you guys ever noticed, but the enemies, anytime it was a female enemy, it was always those the weakest enemy. The one that had no armor. But anytime you fought one of those like guys with a shield or with heavier armor, they were always men. But the ones that had no armor were women. Huh. And it's like, well, that's kind of weird. Yeah, I didn't connect that, actually. But yeah, now that you pointed it out, like, it actually... That sounds about right, now that I think about it. But, yeah, it, but I always felt like I was just constantly hearing female screams, which was a little weird. But what did you guys think of at least the guns? Did you think the guns were kind of interesting at all? I think they varied just enough for it to be interesting. I remember the first time that I fought on the uh, border battles, I picked up, like, a random, like, it's not a grenade. Like, it had, like, a triangle tip, and it, like, an explosion came out of it. I don't know what it is. Was it a grenade launcher? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but it was fantastic. And so that was the first time that I was like, oh, there's different guns in the game. <laughs> and so that's why I, whenever I ran out of bullets, I would just find a different one and pick it up and like test it out. But I was never paying attention to what I was picking up. So it was always kind of like a nice little surprise. But I kind of liked the weapons. I mean, I didn't think they were great, but they were fun. I thought they were myth. They were guns. It was assault rifles, SMGs. And machine guns were, like, your heaviest rotation of anything because you'd mostly pick up your guns or ammo from killing enemies, which is something we didn't mention but drove me nuts. There was no ammo boxes in this game anywhere. You only got ammo from enemies. And so it's just, I don't know. I found myself in a lot of situations where I'd run out. It's such a huge map. They should have snuck some ammo in the leaves or something that you could find. <laughs> yeah, like an, an ammo box. I don't know. Maybe those were some of the supply crates you could drop, and I just never tried. But, um... Yeah, I just, I wasn't overly impressed with them. They did have some really cool ones, uh, like the wind gun. The rail gun was kind of cool, but that's that's kind of a staple. I feel like uh, over a lot of shooters, they throw in a rail gun. Yeah, um, most action games. <laughs> yeah, but the the wind gun was cool. It, was there a lightning gun? I don't think I ever tried yes, it. Yes, I really liked the lightning gun. I unlocked it. I just never actually played with it. The lightning gun was cool because it actually could call down lightning that would strike people. Yeah, so, like, those were kind of cool guns, I'll admit. Um, and I never got it, but, man, I wanted to play with that cow gun. I, I may go back and play with that because that sounds like a lot of fun where you can, I guess, oh, turn I people into cows. Videos. So that's kind of an interesting point that you bring up, Keith, that I always think is weird with this game. This game, to me, always feels like it is humorous, but I don't know if I'd describe this game as humorous because it's weird. I feel like it's unintentionally humorous, but it, it also is i don't know because the stories are always very dark and brooding it's always oh it's an oppressive dictator and murdering people like the story is always very serious but then when it comes to stuff in the world in the game it's also very funny so it's kind of weird i feel like this game can't figure out if it wants to be serious or funny like when you shot off the guy the stuntman yeah and he was like things we go yeah like there would be like kind of slight funny humor with it you would find the hidden easter eggs in this game which this game is loaded with easter eggs but it just to me it, i feel like this game has a hard time figuring out its identity i wish it would just lean into humor almost but nothing too crazy but just funny enough i wish they had a little more lightheartedness with it as i say i kind of feel like and this is a really weird connection but i'm pretty positive you'll follow me on this one at least andrew and probably liz in some ways it was 
it's funny in the sense of like Sea of Thieves is funny in some ways. It's what you make of it. If you want to run around and you want to strap a bunch of rockets to, you know, a, a cow laying in the middle of the fields and shoot it off, you can do just some goofy things across the game. But you can also just play through it and do what you do. Well, I don't fully agree with that because they add a thing like a cow gun. Like, that's clearly just humorous. Well, that's That's true. not something you're making out of it. Like, they clearly try to have fun and create funny things in this game. So that's it's like why they're it's like, dipping their toes in the water, but they didn't take the plunge. Yeah. Ah, and I, like I kind of wish they just would. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I would think I would have really liked this game a lot more if they had just gone over the edge and just said, let's go funny with this. Yes. But I, I wouldn't want anything, like, ridiculous, like Saints Row. Like, Saints Row is its own kind of entity where it's just so goofy and absurd. I wouldn't want that. I just would like it to be a little more lighthearted and maybe a little more humor with the characters and dialogue. It would make the characters more lovable. Yeah, they were the characters flat. Yeah, they were super flat. But as I was saying, there's a ton of Easter eggs in this game, and they're really fun. I highly recommend just watching a YouTube video and looking at them. But from what you guys have seen... What was some of your favorite Easter eggs in this game? I had two that really stood out, except for like also the um, the cow gun thing. I didn't I didn't get that, so I didn't know that until I watched the um, the YouTube video. But I love the '80s nostalgia with the what is it called Take on Me? Yeah, and it's like the black and white, and it's like the music video. And then also when you find the clown picture and you shoot it, and then there's a laugh track whenever you injure yourself. I love. I actually played with that one for a little bit, and it's really comical. Where you just like end up wingsuiting straight to the ground, and you hear like the eighty soundtrack, the eighty laugh track of everyone. Oh. When does it stop? When you I, I think we can turn the game off. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's like a procession thing. There. Yeah, I, n- I never yeah. actually got a chance to. Is that clown poster like around the map, or is there only one spot you can find it? There's only one spot. It's at like a uh, boardwalk carnival. Oh, okay. Yeah, I never found it's it. It's like hidden behind about. a trash can. It's very hard to find. You actually have to like know of its location. It's not something you easily stumble upon. Uh, okay. Yeah, I would say, I mean, I I know they're not really big Easter eggs. I do like, though, just like when they do little things like throwing in like some of the bumper or the license plates, like they said Avalanche, and, you know, they put the name of the game in there or the name of the company in there. Those are kind of cool. I think my favorite one was because this is the one I told you about before you, you pulled up the YouTube video was where you could actually find a specific spot on the map and you could play a little mini game based on, I guess, what was it, a Steam game? Um, getting over it? Yeah, I think it was just it was just a Flash game, I think. I don't even think it was Steam. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I didn't know anything about the game, but that was actually just one of the f- a video I had watched of the game, I don't know, maybe six months ago or something, and I was like, oh, that's really cool that they, like, throw a whole second game into a game. So I thought that was kind of a neat Easter egg myself. Uh, another Easter egg I really liked, so since Just Cause 2... There was an airship called the Mile High Club, and it literally has appeared. It appeared in Just Cause 3, and then, of course, it appeared again here in Just Cause 4. And it always has, like, the same dancing people in it, which it has the green man from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So I always like kind of seeing that club keep making a reappearance. If you ever look up the Easter eggs, yeah, I highly recommend just watch a couple videos on YouTube. They're really interesting to watch, and they're a lot of fun. But, oh, there was another thing I kind of wanted to mention with you guys. So... I know you were kind of perplexed with me saying how pretty I thought the destruction was, Keith. I kind of wanted to kind of pick your guys' brain. What overall did you think of the graphics of this game? Because to me, I thought it was comical on how bad it could be. It was both, to me, very beautiful and very bad. The cities were really cool looking and going through some of the 
the green lush areas was really nice. Yeah. But their faces, their oh, arm hair, their face hair, like everything, was, it was bad. The only good character models were Rico and Mira. I thought they were the only two good-looking characters. Like Mira they actually was the looked, best, I yeah, think. Yeah, they actually looked pretty, yeah, because Rico had a little bit of hair issues. But it was odd how bad the character models were. Yeah, she was a babe. I feel like they just took all the energy and focused it on her. And I'm not <laughs> complaining. So I couldn't agree with you more. And I, I think the most bizarre aspect of it is the worst graphics in this game were the cutscenes. Why are the worst graphics yeah. in the game the cutscenes? That's where you actually can do so much thing. You don't have to worry on the computing power if you don't know what I'm going to do. It is a cutscene. But Liz mentioned it, the arm hair. Oh my lord of mercy. It, <laughs> it looked worse than the beard they drew on me in the high school play because I was trying to play Teddy Roosevelt or something. I... It was remarkably bad. <laughs> it was honestly, I feel like they should have been embarrassed that they put it out like that. And I don't think there's really an excuse. Like This is their f- fourth game, right? And so they've clearly made a ton of money. Just fix their faces. It, the, the, that blew my mind. If it was just the, the uh, arm hair, I could understand it. Specifically but... Tom Sheldon. Like, he was the worst looking one. His hair was awful. I just don't understand how that got an okay. I actually thought Cesar was the worst because, again, like Liz pointed out, his arm hair, it just looked goofy. Like, you could count the arm hairs on him. They were so poorly drawn. And the clothing was actually, like, pretty decent and stuff. It really was, like, the hair. Yeah. And also the eyes were kind of weird looking. Especially yes. Especially Yes. In certain, like, ways he would turn his head, I'd be like, nope, nope. <laughs> uh, no, like, sometimes, like, there was points, he looked like he had, like, kidney failure. Or is it liver failure? <laughs> it was like his eyes were this weird yellow and, like, they were almost too realistic as well, which didn't fit with any of the rest of his character model because then he's got this weird spiky, jagged hair. And I felt like I'm playing an Xbox 360. I'm like, I have an Xbox One X. HDR, all the goodness, and I'm counting hairs on a body. That's garbage, and it's weak. For me, I thought the biggest crime was the character model, Tom Sheldon, because as someone who's been playing the Just Cause series, his character model was so bad, it didn't look like him. Like, all you had to do was kind of copy the character from the third one and kind of move him over, because this isn't meant to be like a huge time gap from Just Cause 3 to Just Cause 4. But whatever reason, they drastically changed Tom Sheldon's character. He was always this kind of, like, smooth-talking Texan. But in this one, he was, like, this wimpy grandpa. It's, like, the best way I could describe him. His character model looked awful. He looked super old and just, it looked awful. And so, like, it to me, that hurt. I was like, Ugh. I didn't get the cowboy vibe from him. I just played Yeah, he was a Texan, he, which he only mentions it once at the end. But in the other games, he was always like, this is how we do it in Texas. But, nope, he's just a wimpy grandpa on this one. Which I thought that for the characters, the voice acting was pretty good. Yeah, And sure. There was only one person I didn't like, and I think that was Gabriella. And I thought she was just a little over the top. But, I mean, her character was supposed to be evil, so whatever. But... Well, okay, the only, for me, the only bad voice acting was the two people you hear mostly over the intercom, which is Sargento and Izzy. I actually thought it was the same person. I thought their voices sounded exactly the same. Whenever dialogue's going on, Sargento's like, okay, I'm going to patch you into Izzy. And then Izzy starts talking and I'm like, wait, when is he patching Izzy in? Because I I would like, to me, I'd always get the two characters blended into one. See, with the intercom, I didn't really listen to. I would would just kind of like 
zone out and just like look at in the top left to see what I had to do. I didn't really listen to them. But I do think Rico and Miro were really good. Yeah. The weather effects I thought looked nice. Like when it rained, I actually thought it looked pretty cool. Even the, the water. Camera. Yeah, yeah. And, and like the water too. Like if you actually dove into the waves, it actually looked pretty good. So I thought they did a fantastic job with the environment, but the character models were just embarrassing. See, that was a complaint though with the water. A big complaint online was that the water just looked flat. Oh, I thought the I, water I thought it was better terrible. when you were under it. I thought it even got even worse when you're under it. Oh no, it was terrible when you got ah. underneath. It was you'd go and you'd be swimming up and you just see this gray blue blech, and then all of a sudden you come out and it's bright sunny skies. I'm like, no no no. If you're underwater and it's bright sunny skies, you see bright sunny skies unless you're, I don't know, hundreds of feet underwater. If I'm five feet below That's true. the surface. Especially in South America. Yeah. You <laughs> see the sun. It doesn't look like it's nighttime five feet underwater. Like that was garbage. It just trash. Alright, no, I guess you're right. And honestly, I, I I have to go back, because I agree with you, I think the environment was the best part of the graphics, but man, I have seen so many better games, and it just yes. did not impress me at all. To me, the funniest things, have you, did you guys ever notice how much, like, um, in, like random NPCs, non-player characters. Thank you, I was going to ask. <laughs> the, uh... The NPCs that populated a world, how exceptionally bad their character models were. There was a couple times where I was picking up a side quest, and they looked like they were from original Xbox era. Like, they just had, like, tons of polygons. They were super jaggedy looking. But the thing that I thought was the worst is how bad the characters run. Yes! They all run like they're doing high knees. So their knees are, <laughs> they're, like, kicking their legs up super high, and they run so exaggerated, and it's the goofiest-looking thing. There's something wrong with the whole hip area. Yes. Their body is perfectly stiff, and their legs are just kicking like they're doing high knees. It is the weirdest-looking thing. I don't remember any of their faces, because I was just mesmerized when they walked. <laughs> well, and they, I, I go back again, they were so stupid, too. I watched them literally trip over things. There was just like a board on the ground, and they just go running by, and they just, just fall over on the ground. It made me laugh, but I'm like, gosh, this is a 2018 game. This is not acceptable. Which, something I mentioned to Andrew, um, the way that Rico moves when you're playing him, I always think it's weird when jumping is so, as you said earlier, like janky. Like, it just, it, it was clumsy. Because you're meant to use the grappling I, Which I get. I get it. But, I mean, how hard is it to make a character <laughs> jump? That's like, true. you literally can't jump over anything with this character. And I was just like, I just feel like a little bit more effort with that. Because I, I get them supposed to use a grappling hook. There are times when it's just like, I just want to jump over a little rock. I don't want to use my grappling hook for that, you know? <laughs> it bothers me when you can't jump properly in games. I feel like we've just been dumping on this game. <laughs> I actually liked this game. <laughs> I just, I was just so disappointed with it. And you know. No, and I was too. And you know because I almost picked this game actually a couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh man, this looks fun. I love open world games. I love just run around, wreak havoc. And then I played it, and I was like, man, I could just play so many better games right now. Yeah, I had to play in, like, 30-minute increments because I would get frustrated or I would get bored. And I was just like, I don't want to do this right now. <laughs> so, yeah, at 30 minutes max for me, and it was a struggle. I mean, I it it's weird because I still could get hooked into it. It had elements that I sat and played it for, what, like five and a half hours on Saturday afternoon. Andrew was around for most of it just so I'm not the only one here. Uh, 
but it was just not i don't know most of the time i just felt like i was just trying to get through the game and which by the end i i was starting to feel that way too because all the side missions were very copy and paste i did not think they were that fun or interesting the main story missions i thought were fun but if you just like as far as like actual gameplay for main story missions maybe two hours three like there's not much for main story missions. It's This game is just chock full of side missions, which I thought were just very cut and paste and very boring. Yeah, but there, don't forget, there's also about six plus hours where you have to go through and you have to liberate so many of these side missions to even do yeah. the main missions that, sure, the main missions don't take you more than two or three hours, but there's seven to ten hours probably of getting the ability to do those main missions. Like, I think when all is said and done, I beat the game and I had to liberate all but Maybe I didn't have to liberate all, but there was like four left that I didn't have to do or three left that I didn't have to do by the time I got there. I was just like, blech. And I guess the other thing I, we should mention with this game too, the achievements in the game are very generic. I I didn't care. None of them were like, I thought that interesting. There's a couple, I guess I can't say that because there's a couple that are exceptionally, I thought were kind of good. Specifically using the cow gun. There's one to turn 10 enemies into cows using the cow gun. That one's kind of comical. But this game has the most generic achievements as any open world game. It's very much liberate all things, do all side missions, gather all weapons, kill so many enemies, beat the main story. So you're not really expect you're not really gonna be getting too much for achievements in this game. And so I really wouldn't recommend it for Achievement Hunter. I just did very kind of minimal with it. I liberated all the areas and I beat the story and I did end up with a little shy of 600 gamer score. So if you plan on playing this game, you'll, you'll get a decent amount of gamer score, but there wasn't anything fun with it. I looked once and I was at 55, I think. And I was like, wow, I'm just not getting anything with this game. I don't know what my final score was. Cause that's like, I think I put like three hours into it at that point And I played a bunch more, but yeah, I, last I looked, it was 55 and I was... No, I agree. Like this game had the opportunity to make fun achievements. Like you talk about this all the time, Andrew. Like, give me an achievement that shows me, or I don't know, makes me play the game in different or fun ways. But it was largely just play the game. And I don't know if you've ever brought this up, but this is one of my biggest pet peeves: is when you have an achievement to get all of the other achievements. That is so lazy. So lazy. The only reason I generally, I feel like you generally see that achievement is specifically for PlayStation. Because PlayStation does bronze trophies, silver trophies, gold trophies, and then the platinum trophy. And the pro- platinum trophy is always, like, basically getting all the achievements. So I think they added that achievement for PlayStation people for it to be the platinum trophy. Wasn't Just Cause always an Xbox exclusive? No, it's always been multi-platform. Oh, okay. Never mind. Which Andrew just looked up for me, my, my score, I was really curious. And I ended up with 110, which is 5%. I ain't much better. And that just hurts. <laughs> it hurts my soul that, because I didn't want to play this game. I, I didn't enjoy playing it. And it's like, I put in those hours and I got 110. Yeah, I'm with you, Liz. That hurts. I don't. I didn't get much <laughs> out of this game. I put in about 21 hours, it says, and I only have 300 gamer score. Now, I have a lot that I'm very close to, and I may go back and just chew at them just for some free achievement points at some point, but largely, I, I don't know. It's just... Did you beat the game? I did. No, I think that stat timer is wrong because 
I think mine is something like 18 hours, and I, I do not think I put that much time in this game. I think this game is counting time, like, when the game's on standby. It was wrong for me, I know that, because it told me oh, I yeah, was Oh, yeah, so you was like, 16 hours, too. Yeah, something like that. No, I thought I said 19 hours, and yeah. I was like, I did not put 19 hours into this. There's no way. <laughs> it felt like I played about 35 of it, but, yeah, <laughs> it was... I don't think it was totally accurate, either. I know I played a lot, because, again, I sat down and played it for like five hours one day so i know i played a lot but it yeah it's something was wrong with that stat so even though the achievements aren't very good in this game the one thing that's kind of fun about this game is that they have these feats where it's essentially just leaderboards where you can kind of compete with your friends on your friends list and those are kind of fun there's no real reward for them but it's at least something fun you can kind of you know compete with your friends like how long you can travel on a wingsuit how far can you tumble down a mountain? How far can you reel on a grappling hook? Like these kind of various things. And Keith here wrote down a couple of his favorites. Well, I tried to screenshot them, but they're not showing up on my freaking app right now. Where are they? I just captured them. I just took like a handful of them. I bet um, I did good falling down the mountain. Uh, <laughs> well, no. So I do remember that one. It was, uh, Liz, actually, you were not as good as I thought you were at that. Uh, so there's an achievement, or one of the feats called Tumblr. Um, Liz, you were, again, I can't find the exact figures. I tried taking some screenshots and they're just not showing up, but you had about like 95 meters of tumbling. Andrew and I were, are, were rolling up at the top of the chart somewhere over 200 plus meters. Yeah, keep rolling, isn't rolling, that kind rolling. Of a compliment to me, though. Um, that yes. I wasn't tumbling down a mountain. Yes and no, because once you started <laughs> to fall, there was you could actually hold a button to ragdoll further, so you could kind of try to do it. Um, but no, I, if nothing else, they also kind of had some fun names. So like one of them, and again, man, I wish I could see the numbers on it. It was called "This Is Solis," and it was about how far someone traveled after you kicked them. So that was kind of funny. They kind of threw in like fun little nods to other things. Um, one was how far you could travel on land with a boat, and it was called Breaking Boat. You were actually pretty high up on that one, Andrew. Um, yeah, because once you told me that you beat me, I was like, yeah, I'm going to fix that. <laughs> I got to fix that one. Um, but my favorite one, because I am just crushing it at the top of the charts from – I can't I, – didn't look this yeah up. you're crushing the segment i know we we can probably skip this to be honest uh or cut some of it i don't know but oh, crap i can't like i said i'm pissed because the stupid captures i just took aren't showing up on my phone right now like i meant them to yeah let's skip this this sucks all right well great work there no Keith. let's just skip uh, that whole entire <laughs> thing you can just talk about oh, no i'm i'm out of it i mean all right cool yeah, it's just, no, just it's just a waste of no, time. No, I mean, at least talking about it, talking about it's fun. At least. But I was gonna say I can't, I can't find the name of it, and I think you might know it off the top of the head, which was the controlled freefall. It wasn't GoPro. Um, it was Point Break. Point Break. I am just crushing the top of the leaderboards. It's somewhere around like four thousand meters or something. I think Andrew, you're about the closest to me at twelve hundred, because I just drove a seven forty or flew a seven forty seven straight up into the air and jumped out. <laughs> so that was kind of fun but to Andrew's point if nothing else though it is a fun way for you to interact with your friends on it and I don't know give you a little bit more of a reason to play and play a little bit more creatively I guess yeah but unfortunately yeah it wasn't there, I wish there was just like a little bit of reward to it 
But I guess getting to our final thoughts, since uh, this episode is getting a little bit long, try to wrap this up here. Overall, I do like this game. I've been a big fan of the Just Cause series, but for me, I think this is the weakest Just Cause series game. So, Just Cause 3 is also on Game Pass. I would highly recommend you play that one instead of this. If you are new to the Just Cause series, I would just stick with the third one. I I probably wouldn't even touch the fourth one. If you are a fan of the Just Cause series, I think this game is fine. If you want to continue the story and still just play something different, this game is fine. It scratches that itch a little bit, but if you are new to this, just play 3. I really like 3 a lot. The gameplay in this game was good. It still had the nice wingsuit to it, but I didn't think there was just anything that new. I didn't think it added anything too new and interesting with the crappling hook. You got to play a little bit more with boosters and the balloons, but they were good for a quick laugh, but after a while, like they didn't change too much with the gameplay. The graphics, I thought, varied from great to absolutely awful. And the voice acting, I thought, was good, but the story is nothing really worth listening to. So, for me, I think I'm going to give this game a 75. It's definitely, it's it's still a game for me, but it's a game for people who are fans of the series. Anyone else, just go to 3. Um, so, I came into this, obviously, with no background on the other games. But I had high hopes for it, and I was just so let down if you haven't been able to tell over the last however many minutes we're into this now it lacked so many things it felt slow i i just felt like i was just constantly in a battle that i didn't want to be in like you said the graphics were at best you could just average them out to a meh so yeah i just i think if you want to go play an open world run and gun explode everything kill everything that moves i say go back and play sunset overdrive i liked that game way more oh that's true i would actually recommend that game. i too. i think it was just <laughs> such a better game and yeah i just unless like andrew said i think unless you really have a connection to the series i and hit me up on twitter i don't know i'll give you some more recommendations but I'd play so many other games and 65. Boom. You were close to saying 70, weren't you? Liz nope. was waiting. Nope. Uh, Do you know what? I, was... I had that 65 queued up because I can't give it a 70. 70 are games I actually like playing and I would really recommend. <laughs> See, I was actually going to give it a 65 as well, but now I'm going to do 63 because I don't want the same score as Keith. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, there's some themes. There are some parts of the game that I really liked. I um, I like games where you don't have to worry too much about health. This game, I don't think, had a difficulty, right? It did not. And I could hold my own. I died a couple times, mostly from falling, though. But, yeah, I felt like I could hold my own. There were some times where, like, I was almost dead and I ran and got cover. But this game made me want to play Tomb Raider. I don't know why. It just, like, I think because it's so action-packed. But the whole time I was just like, oh. I wish this was Tomb Raider. Or made me want to watch an action movie. But it just made me want to do something other than this. <laughs> so, yeah, for me, I think it's about uh, a 63. Which, looking at the Metacritic score, Xbox, the critics give it a 70. The user is a 6. But I always like looking at the different platforms. And the PS4, the users gave it a 4.9. Jeez. Yeah, so they, that was It really must low. have more glitches. I always feel like when it comes to PlayStation, there's tends to be more glitches with games. I think that the biggest reason... I was looking through the comments that they left, and the biggest complaint was that they were just disappointed. They mm. loved Just Cause 3, and that was something that everybody brought up. 
but they just felt really let down from this game. And I think that was the biggest complaint across the board. And it was on all the platforms that mm-hmm. were saying it. So I feel like, I mean, there were people giving it 10s, but a lot of zeros. And I think that people, a lot of people said, like, I wish I didn't buy this. Like, they're, they're just, like, done. So I, I think I would agree with you where I, I kind of want to try Just Cause 3. Because people were very passionate about Just Cause 3 in the comments. Yeah. So I feel like for me, maybe sometime I'll play that instead. Yeah, and that's on Game Pass too. All right. Well, I do believe that's going to do it for us this week. If you enjoyed listening, please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you're listening to this fine podcast. We always love hearing from you guys, so please stop by and say hello. This episode's kind of going a little bit in the long end, and I'm going to be putting up a poll on our Facebook page. If you're a little nervous about saying hi to us, just a poll is something you just quickly click. But I'd love to know, would you guys prefer episodes that are at the shorter end, like below 45 minutes? Or do you guys like these long episodes where we just kind of ramble on and tend to go over 45 minutes? But uh, yeah, go to our Facebook page and make sure you uh, click your vote. But you can go to our Facebook at Game Pass Grab Bag. Or you can hit us up at our Twitter at GPGBpod. Or if you want to send us an email directly, you can email us at GamePassGrabBag at gmail.com. I have been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can follow me on Xbox Live at Firebird01952, where I have the same Twitter handle. And I also have the same mixer where you can see some of the clips that I made. I made a bunch of clips for this game. So if you go to my profile, you'll, you'll see a lot of comical clips for this game because it's easy to make clips for this game. Keith, where can people find you? Oh, you know, the usual on the Twitter. Keith Lynch, one, two, one. Xbox, a little fluffy. Mixer, a little fluffy. Easy enough. Um, and yeah. I'm I'm forever and always the guy still trying to figure it out. So that's me. And I'm Liz the Noob, gamer tag come on I'm Dean, and I'm on Twitter at Liz the Noob. Noob is EW. All right, and here comes the moment where the last two listeners who are still listening are excited <laughs> for, and that is what game are we playing next week? And the answer is no none. game. <laughs> so we are going something a little bit different next week. We've been uh, me and Liz are going on vacation, and we are actually going to be going back up north. So, next week we're actually going to be doing a live episode. Well, pseudo-live. We'll be in the same room together. But we are doing what we are calling side quests. We These are kind of things we wanted to throw in every once in a while, but not have a real like rhythm with. And they're just going to be kind of fun episodes. They'll probably be a little bit on the shorter end. But next week we're going to do side quests called Who We Are. And we're going we're gonna to kind of explain to you listeners, like, you know, what makes me a hardcore gamer? What makes Liz a noob? Which... What makes Keith an inexperienced gamer? So it's just going to be kind of us having a nice conversation. And probably later in the year, we'll probably do a Game of the Year Award one. We'll probably do a Worst Game of the Year Award one. So these won't be two consistent episodes, but since this isn't our full-time job, we obviously don't have too much time to play all the games that we want. So we'd like to take a little bit extra time to play some games that we think need a little more attention. But yes, you can find that next week. And then we'll have Keith's pick. But until then, you'll have to wait. So please follow us on Twitter to kind of keep up to date as to what we're doing. And we would love to hear from you. Well, I hope to see you all again next week. Appreciate you all so much for listening. Bye. Adios.
Thank you.